Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. That's right now we're going to talk some super rugby. It's time to have a chat to Joe Wheeler. Message from yesterday said, mate, come on the show. This is your time to pump up your Highlanders and really rip into the Crusaders after they went down against the Waratahs. Haven't caught up with me, mate, for a long time. But, hey, things have changed. Australia, they are competitive. Two Australian teams have beaten two New Zealand teams the first time since 2014 in the same round. And, well, they've closed the gap, or have they? Let's have a chat to Joey Weller. Morning, Joey. <laughs> Morning, Izzy. Great intro, bud. Yeah, what a, what a week. <laughs> Not so much for your, um, your Crusader lads, mate. Gee whiz. Tail between the legs for those lot, that lot. Holy. What's it? What hey? happened, Joey? What's talk, going talk on, what, what do you reckon? <laughs> oh, I don't, what's you tell on, me, Joey. Like, what's, what's going on, mate? You can't tell be me. that reliant on what, You can't be that reliant on one bloke. Like, Richie Mwanga, he's not, he's not <laughs> Jesus, mate. I know he's good, but he ain't Jesus. And he can work wonders, but... Holy, that team's got to have a good look at itself, doesn't it, Izzy? Oh, like, you still mm. rolled out eight All Blacks. Eight All Blacks in that yep. Crusader side. And mm. you lose to a team that didn't win a single game in Super Rugby AU last year. Uh, mm. What's going on in that camp, mate? When, when Richie Mwanga doesn't play, you, the Crusaders just go off the boil. But yet you've still got eight All Blacks in that side. Uh, there's... Something going wrong there, is he? There, there is, Joey. I spoke about it earlier. You probably would have been getting up with the little kids. I said uh, it just really showcased how important Richie is. You saw him last week when they played the Rebels. He pretty much created everything. He was causing havoc against them. And then this week he's not playing. They weren't able to create anything. Um, the line out, though, Joey, I, I thought it was, like, Obviously, they're missing some personnel. Um, Zach Gallagher, he goes down the night before the game. They've lost Strange, they've lost Dunshay, they've lost Barrett. They've still got Sammy Whitelock. But tell us about the line-out and what you've been able to see. Is it that much of a... When you when you get young personnel coming in, is it that much of a difference? Is it a case of not nailing the roles or just not on the same page? What is it? Yeah, I think it, it is un, uncharacteristically clunky at the moment for the, for the Crusaders. I think their set-piece mm. 
something that that side has been renowned for for a long, long time and, and used to be their go-to weapon, whether it was line-out or scrum. And I think teams mm. are having some success in, in disrupting them. Um, in terms of what's going on, I think there's a, um, a few issues. Obviously, timing, personnel makes a, um, an obviously a huge difference without having all those guys there that you, that you rattled off. But, that, yeah. I mean... You've still got some really experienced guys in that loose four trail. I, I just think they might be trying to um, overcomplicate things a little bit. They probably need to simplify um, and and go back to some pretty some pretty basic stuff. But I, I just I haven't seen a Crusader side sort of being under that sort of pressure and and feel the pressure mm. uh, like they are at the moment and, and teams getting the reward that they that they are against them. So. I mean, I think that's still obviously a massive threat, but gee, the way that, that um, you're right, the set piece has been functioning for them. It's not the weapon it once was, is it? Hey, Joey, it's Kempe, mate. Just on this the, a double-edged question here. Razor, okay? He's he's up against it. He's had so much success. What does he do? But the second part of that question is eight All Blacks and a Crusaders side being towed up by a team that didn't win a game last year in Australia. What does that say about the future of our All Blacks? Well, that, that, that was sort of what I was alluding to with um, asking Izzy. Like, the the reliance on Ricky Mawanga to, to guide this team, you, you would think that if you've still got eight experienced All Blacks in that side, that they should have the experience to, to lift and to lead that team and to, to help Fergus Burke and the rest of those guys to a win, you've still got eight All Blacks. Over half the side on the field are, are All Blacks, so that is a little bit concerning. Um, I, I think Razor's the the perfect guy to to, to be um, leading this team, actually, Kempe. And, and um, when your team's obviously not performing well, you need to find that balance and strike that balance between the tough edge and um, making sure that you have that real belief and, and enjoy. Um, your weeks leading into and, and, and go into games with real confidence. I look at Razor, I've never had um, the opportunity to be, to be coached by him, but he'd be a guy that I'd love to love to be coached by because I think his confidence and um, and his enthusiasm just fills you as a player with real confidence to go out there mm. and, and do your role. I think what he'll be doing this week is um, is basically pumping the guys' tyres up. You know, look, uh, I don't know, some ridiculous amount of, what are they, five on the trot or something like that in terms of um, Super Rugby Aotearoa and, and Super Rugby Champions. So, you know, they're, they're a bloody good side in that and just because they've mm. been tipped up by by the Waratahs doesn't, that doesn't mean that that just disappears overnight. Yeah, there's some worrying signs and I'm sure that, that coaching group, um, especially with, that, with uh, Ford's coach, Jace Ryan, will be... Um, Know, honing, especially around their line-out, um, those, those mistakes that they made last week. But, yeah, I think Razor will be wanting them to go out and express themselves. And, I, and if I was in the force, I'd be... Um, the backlash of the Crusaders, you always know... Oh, like, as a player, when we used to when the Crusaders used to lose the week before, say, the Highlanders were playing them, you'd, I'd, you'd sit at home going, ah, oh, jeez, here comes the backlash. Wait for the backlash. They're going to be fired up. <laughs> um, because you know, even the best Kempi, as you know, do have a do have an off night, and um, you know, I think that's what they'll be putting that down to. But yeah, there are some concerning signs around their game, especially around their set piece. For me, that's the that's the worrying thing. And I think also 
the uncharacteristic errors from this crusader side, they're, they're usually so um, clinical in everything that they do, and we're seeing so many errors from them. So, yeah, I think yeah, they've got a lot to address, but I, I, I'd imagine there's going to be a huge backlash against the force this weekend, mate. Yeah, love it, love it, Joey. Uh, you spoke about the the players. I think yeah, watching a couple of them made, they're just look, lacking, like, looking like they're lacking a bit of confidence. Particularly like you spoke about the ABs boys, I just feel like they're just second guessing uh, their kind of instinctual play and, and the way that they're going about it. And it, yeah, it's pretty pretty underwhelming and conserving. But mate, on the other side of the ledger with Australia, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna you know give them all the positives that they deserve. They're playing some, some nice brand of footy. Do you feel like the gap is closing? And do you feel like teams probably have showcased a little bit of lack of respect? I called it on the show about two weeks ago and I said that they won't win a thing, but they proved me wrong. What do you feel? Um, yeah, I'm exactly the same as you. I didn't think they'd, they'd pick up a game just like last year. I thought they'd be um, way off the, the eight ball uh, compared to the New Zealand side. But no, they're, they're, they're playing... Um, some brilliant footy, and I think that's that's really positive for, for Australian rugby that they are competitive. Um, what we saw last year in the in the Super Rugby Trans Tasman, they just didn't really fire a shot, did they? And it was just basically the New Zealand team mm. sort of going at it. But the way the Brumbies are playing, uh, obviously they've tipped up both the Highlanders and the and the Hurricanes now, and sit um, sit behind the Blues on the on the table. They're they're the real deal. They they've sort of. Um, you know, the, the Brumbies of old relied pretty heavily on their set piece, their mall, to, to get them penalties, to get them mm. in the right areas of the field. Now they're, they're actually playing a little bit more ball and they've got some uh, exciting backs and, and uh, they're mixing up their game really nicely. And, and obviously when they play at home in Canberra, that's, as you know, Kempe, um, like, like the Raiders, a really tough, hostile place, mainly because it's such a shit old Canberra uh, to go tour to. to um, <laughs> Teams, teams hate, hate knowing that. Cold, cold, <laughs> boring. It's sort, of like, uh, it's sort of like going to Invercargill, really, isn't it? That's why we used to, the Highlanders always send um, one of the best Aussie teams down to Invercargill for, to play them because you know everyone, apart from you, hate going there. So, um, <laughs> look, that, that, they're the real deal. And I think the, the growth in um, those other teams has been massive. Uh, the Fiji and Drua, Gee, that was an awesome game to watch. That was the game of the round for me um, against the Hollanders. Just mm. it, it had everything, and that's I think that's what Super Rugby needs to needs to look like for the fans. Fan centric, right? They had what 16, 15 or sixteen thousand people when it Suva at their national stadium. There, the the Fiji and Drua uh, razzling it up, trying to run it exit from their own uh, try line. Um, the Hollanders mm. playing a great brand of footy as well, and. It's so engaging, and I think we've gone away from that in the last few years, and that's why people are turning turning the game off, is is because we're we're trying to play a sort of a I guess like a test match brand of, of footy in many ways, is where um, we're trying mm. to you know bash the shit out of each other rather than actually trying to play an expansive brand, which is what Super Rugby used to be. So I, I absolutely loved that game in the weekend, and and loved seeing the Andrua. Um, throw it around like they did, and, and they are going to be they're going to be a tough tough um, team to, to come up against over in Suva. They were they were really impressive, and I thought their their set piece functioned really, uh, really well. Their line out not so much, but their scrum was was awesome, and oh, it was just such a great spectacle, wasn't it? Hey, Joey, this it was is fantastic, is, Joey. Is that the problem, Joey? Just the 
you know, my thoughts on the, the style of uh, New Zealand rugby, is that the problem that, you know, not the pundits being arrogant about the style of football, not the, the, the people like, you know, the, your all-black coaches and stuff being the problem, but the players themselves just thinking that they're better than they are? What do you, and what do you think Dave Rennie's thinking right now? Because do you think that he gets hold of the force this week and say, says to his players here that are looking to play for Australia, hey, you've seen how to how to beat them, now go out there and try your best, you know what I mean? Because it, it, what, we're, what we're seeing, what I'm seeing, is teams are showing up, like even the defence of the Waratahs the other night, just getting up quick and putting them under pressure. The Hurricanes game, Geordie Barrett catching that ball under pressure, time being taken off him. Do you think the blueprint last year is starting to filter through to these Australian teams as well? Yeah, I think you've seen that. Yeah, you're right, Kempi. They're, they're defensively they're, um, putting the New Zealand teams under a hell of a lot of pressure and, and taking away their time and space. That's definitely the, the blueprint to take um, New Zealand teams out of... You know, New Zealand teams instinctively want to attack and, and generally have um, really, really good skill sets around that. And if you can limit their time and space, then obviously um, you're going to go half, half the way to, to beating them. So... Yeah, I think we're seeing that from the Australian teams. They're doing a pretty good job of that. Um, uh, in terms of this weekend and, and, and the force, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll bring it for, for, for periods of that game, but I just can't see them being good enough to, to take down this Crusaders side, mate. But, yeah, I, in terms of what, what the New Zealand sides are doing, I, I'd love to see them get back to that. I know that probably sometimes maybe like a Crusaders side default to to that pretty tight sort of style of footy where they, they rely pretty heavily on trying to get penalties and get themselves into the right areas of the field to then um, go to their mall and whatnot. But that that mm. isn't functioning for them at the moment, um, Kempi. So I'd love to see them throw caution to the wind, um, try which, which is what, in the past, the Hollanders or the Hurricanes, we've tried to get them to do that, um, try to to kick to create unstructure because that's when the Crusaders sometimes can go off the boil a little bit is when they go to that unstructured game, they love the structure, they love the um, going from set piece to set piece, but if they can create some unstructure, I think get Will Jordan, Stevie Reese, George Bridge, Lester Fainanuku, get the hands on those guys, the, the ball in those guys' hands more often and just let them have a crack and, and play ball um, rather than being too reliant and like they used to go to their set piece to set piece, penalty to penalty. I'd love to see them throw a little bit more caution to the wind and, and create a little bit more through their kicking game and, and creating unstructure that way, Matt. Love it. Love it, Joey. Got a quick message on the text machine for you, mate. Moreda, question yep. for Joe. Do you think the Canes need to drop guard and bash it? Oh. <sighs> I mean, he's probably referring to him kicking it out on the full from the line dropout. Look, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think he, he's the experienced head in that in terms of the tens for that um, for that Hurricane side. They've got two young tens um, sort of sitting behind Connor Gard and Bishop. They've got uh, Aidan Morgan and Reuben mm-hmm. Love, and I think what you've seen from those two um, when they've had their opportunities this year is that they probably. You know what it's like as a young fella, is he? They've maybe tried to do a little bit too much, looking for that miracle play all the time and yep. struggled to actually set the team up and, and to, to sort of not grind out wins, but, you know, um, sort of play the long game a little bit more. Um, 
I think they're mm. going to get more and more opportunities towards the in the next few weeks. So they're exciting um, prospects, those two young men. So I think they are going to get opportunities. But I think in terms of um, in the tight games when you need that experience, uh, Jackson, you know, he, he drives a pretty good uh, pretty good ship. So I think he'll still he'll mm. still be their number one team. Love it. Love it. Joey Wheeler, you're an absolute champion, mate. On the money as always. Very, very insightful. Thank you. Have a good day. And uh, I'll see you Mother's Day, Sunday. We're doing the draw game yeah. together, mate. Look forward to catching up, brother. Looking forward to it, Izzy. Good on you, mate. Cheers, Kempe. There he is. Joey Wheeler covering all of Super Rugby. He's talking about the Crusaders, talking about the Highlanders, draw game, the supporters. Everything was covered in that little catch-up. If you've missed it, you've just joined us, make sure you head over to the SENZ app and you'll get that conversation with Joey Wheeler. Outstanding. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.